I was working in my lab late one night when my eyes beheld a peculiar sight. It was America's most monstrous podcast, The Pod People. I'm Herman Dumpster. <laughs> I'm the Lego Bat. That was mine. Oh, okay, fine. I'm the Soup King. Well, it's too late. Ben Sheets. Okay, well, I was going to be a Lego Bat, but, like, everything, my hopes, my dreams, it's just all been dashed on the fucking rocks after this, after the Monsters. The Monsters. We watched the Monsters. The latest film from Hollywood's preeminent wife guy, Rob Zombie, he, for some reason, made an origin story for the Munsters, a short-lived TV show from the 1960s that nobody except for Rob Zombie remembers. Hey, look. When we predicted this movie, I remember saying, you know, on paper, this movie makes complete sense, you know, because it feels like a perfect movie for Rob Zombie's style. He's the only person who could have made this movie, that's for sure. And I mean, in fairness, this movie is what I feel like is playing in his head in a loop. Yes, all the time. if there's ever been a passion project, it's clearly this. It's also one of the worst things I've ever seen yes, in my life. Yes. Yeah, that. Truly, we, honest and truly. Before we get too far into it, uh, oh what boy. is your guys's history with the original monsters? Do I you have, guys have any? No, I have zero history. I'm. Or... I caught an episode or two. As a I'm. Child. Aw- I'm aware of its existence. I have zero history I with know... the monsters because I was born in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I know there was a Dracula. In one episode, yeah, that Rob Zombie made a song about his I, most famous song, and, and owns. Well, we'll get into that. I watched a handful of episodes as a kid because I had cable and TV Land was a thing. Sure, you know, and they always played it old sitcoms and whatnot. So I remember the original being campy, but basically sticking to the sitcom formula. You know, just with these you know, fish-out-of-water characters. Oh, it was a what if, of the Adams family. What if a Frankenstein, mm-hmm. a, a vampire, and a werewolf lived in Hollywood, California? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's it's Beverly Hillbillies, but with Draculas. Y- yeah, yeah, basically. Like, it's it's the same same damn thing. And that's it. That's yeah, literally the, the show, it. And now the we show have to talk pretty, for another 40 minutes. The show is pretty short-lived. I, I think it only had like two or three seasons or something like that. Like, it certainly has much less of a cultural impact than something like The Addams Family, which is basically the same thing, but better. Honestly, I think the cultural memory of the Munsters mainly lives in the theme song, more so than the actual show. Mm. Because I think that... Once again, though, the Adams Family theme is like way more iconic, right? And the Adams Family, like, er, yeah. like everyone knows that shit. But I don't know the Munsters theme. Like, it's like a surf rock kind of thing or whatever. But like, yeah. Did the Mun? Did the Munsters come first? I genuinely yes. don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they're both memorable. I think The Adam's sure. Family is a better show, but yeah. like that's besides the point. This movie had a weird history. 
we mentioned earlier this year, it was originally going to be released in theaters, and the distributor basically gave up on it and oh my sold God. it to Netflix. So smart. The smartest <laughs> business decision they could have made. Yeah. yeah. I'm so it. glad we didn't have to go see this in the theater. Oh, could you imagine? Just being Holy in, shit, man. Filling your vision. It was awful. Um, yeah, so... It was interminable. I knew. Unfortunately... This is your second time seeing it. Yes, yeah, that's what I was about to say. But uh, this is my second time watching this movie. Why? Well, let me tell you. My, my peers watched it, and they said, Cleveland, you have to see this movie. It's amazing. And <clears throat> they were trying to pull pull one over on me, or whatever, and I obviously wasn't having it because I, I knew the context behind this. I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, I mean, I think we knew, I think we knew what we were getting when they released that. Yeah. Like I, God I'd seen the trailer. awful trailer yeah. like, a few was, months ago. It's one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You know, and I remember when the trailer came out, I said, and this applies to the film as well. Like I was like, yo, this looks like a porn parody without the sex. Like there's nothing here. Right? Like, it really does feel like they were just kind of putting something together for, like, a different payoff. But, like, that different payoff isn't there. Like, what the fuck is it? Anyway. Um, so, I knew. I, I went and watched it. Sure enough. Like, and they were all like, haha, the joke is that it's the worst thing in the world. I'm like, yeah, of course it fucking is. Um, uh, like, this this sucks. Uh, you did that to yourself knowing that we were going to be doing it for the podcast Yeah, I knew it would be a few point. weeks. And you, I could figured... have, you could have just said to your to your colleagues... Haha, ha, I know what you're trying to do. I have to watch it for the podcast in a few weeks. Not going to get yeah. me. Not here, here, here was my mistake. You, you, you watch bad movies in, you know, movie all night all the time. So that was that was that was the thing, right? Like I was thinking like, okay, I've watched so many bad movies. I've taken so many like small doses of the poison. I am now immune. I was wrong. This movie is 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 proof of that. It hurts. So I, I came out of it and just sort of knowing that and knowing that like no words can describe how bad this movie is. So I was pretty honest with you guys. Yeah. Like going in, I said like, this isn't the worst movie I've seen this year. It's the worst movie I've seen in years. I, I cannot like, I'm sure that there are worse movies, but I can't think of, I can't pull one out of the ether. You know, like I can't, I can't think of a worse movie I've seen that has been more of an affront. Like when, like amateur movies, like we watch like, you know, for movie nights, like I usually watch like bad horror movies that are maybe made by like teenagers or to early 20 somethings where they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But there's a um, at least it's earnest, you know, there's something um, there's a charm. There's a charm yeah. there. And like that is it's fucking none of that. No, like none of that. There's no charm. It's, it's 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 deeply misguided. And most importantly, the thing that we're all screaming throughout the movie is, who the fuck is this for? Like, it is Truly. for Robert Zombie, and that's it. And yeah. I know I sound really... It's it's weird to say that with so sounding so angry, but I am. I'm really fucking mad about it. It is, like, it is maybe... <laughs> this really dumb thing. It is maybe the most masturbatory film ever made, because, yeah, yeah I, I truly cannot think of the target audience for this it's it's because like it's made it is, for children but like none of the, there aren't jokes it There's presents for it, children it presents itself as a children's movie in tone and children are easily entertained yes sure the jokes don't have to actually be funny kids think dumb shit is funny but the problem is is that one no children know who the monsters are because it's a TV show from the 60s. I barely know who the monsters yeah. are. And 
That's the first problem. And the second problem is that it's riddled with quote-unquote jokes. We'll call them jokes just for convenience sake. They're not funny. It's riddled with jokes and references that only old people yeah, would get. Yeah, it's literally like, references to stuff from the 60s. Like John 70s. Wayne and shit. Like, and it's Bobby so Darren. Like, <laughs> yeah. Herman Munster says he, like, he compares himself to Bobby Darren at one point. They mentioned John Wayne. At one point, the, the uh, Grandpa Munster or whatever is trying to, like, magically make a husband for, for Lily. And... He thinks he's putting in Tarzan hair, but instead he's putting in Cheetah the... He puts in Cheetah the chimp hair. Like, who... What child knows about Tar... Like, maybe Tarzan, but Cheetah the chimp? Right, and, like, it's one like, thing. It like, like, you know, if... If they're doing a Munsters movie, so you, okay, you have to do a Munsters movie. We've got the license. We need to make one so we don't lose the rights. Cool. All right, you're doing a Munsters movie... Throwing, like, a John Wayne portrait in the background, but with, like, a Dracula thing on him or something, like, like that's one thing, right? Like, it's like, okay, we're doing stuff from this era, so we'll do references to that era in some small capacity, sure. But, like, what we're talking about is, like, that's it. That's all that's there. There isn't a joke. It's just a reference. Everything has the cadence of a joke, but nothing is funny. Well, and well, it's not—it's not even just that. Like, they're not—they're saying like bad puns. Like, there's a couple of those, but for the most part, it's just them saying. What is happening? And then they do like a wah, 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 like like or a slide whistle or something. But like, there's no, um, they're just they're just saying the thing. They're just saying that like like something is happening right now. That I'm looking for a husband, or he's really cute, or you know, like whatever the fuck else. You know, we're Draculas. Like, yeah, we we know, we see that. Like, what is the what? Where's the bit? Well, I made note of it early in the movie, um, but. You know, Rob Zombie wrote this, and oh, it's very clear that he misunderstood the rule of threes in comedy. <laughs> oh, because yeah. every time he tries to put a joke in the movie, he has the punchline repeated three times in a row. Just to make directly. sure it hurts. He never knows where to stop at the punchline. Every joke goes past the punchline every, every single one like and like but what i'm saying is like even if they stopped at where it should be a joke it's not like it would be funny but then it would at least have the recognizable proper comedic timing to maybe trick you into thinking, thinking it's that it's a joke yeah but it but it never it it always extends past the punchline like when uh the Dr. Frankenstein character, who I don't know the character's actual name, and his uh, his hunchback assistant are gathering body parts to make Herman Munster. And the doctor is like, tonight we're going to be grave robbing the the second most brilliant mind of our time and the hunchback servant is like um is like well you know i'm not really smart but why don't we uh why aren't we grave robbing the n- number one most brilliant mind of our time 
And the doctor says, because I'm still using it. And that's where the joke should stop. It's not particularly funny, but that's the Mm punchline. But then the fucking uh, hunchback has to quit back, conceded much? And then the doctor has to say, I'm not conceded. And then that's the end of the joke. Yeah. Again, it's like rule of three. why it's like why <laughs> doesn't it understood. why doesn't it stop where the punchline is supposed to be? Why do the characters have to constantly be quipping at the jokes? That defeats the purpose of the joke. Yeah. The joke is for our benefit, not the characters in the movie. The comedy in this movie reminded me a lot. Have you guys ever seen a stand-up comedian bomb? Yes. It reminded me of that extended out to an hour and 45 minutes because, like, seeing a stand-up comedian bomb in person is the most cringeworthy, secondhand embarrassment, uncomfortable thing imaginable. And when you're in that moment, they might have a five-minute set, but it'll feel like 30 minutes. Where they do that, they do the thing where they, like, look around expectantly, like, this is your cue to laugh, but nobody laughs. The The whole movie has that, yeah. has, has that exact vibe. It has the same element where it feels like it's stretching out time as well. This movie oh is an hour 45, but it feels like six like if if a, I could not believe how long this movie was. If if a if a a, a, a a villain like came into my house, you know, and like had a had a fucking deagle, and they just put it to my head, and they said, "All right, you have to look through a kaleidoscope for two hours." I'd be like, "Dude, that's fine. I've seen the monsters." Honest to God, I would get more entertainment. I would probably get more like of a, of a spiritual something out of just like looking through a fucking kaleidoscope. Like like a children's toy than I would just like watching this fucking movie like like two hours of just oh look at the it colors. would be equally colorful yeah well Jesus I think one of the other reasons it feels so long is because there's no real conflict in the movie there's no, no. central story that's <laughs> pushing the whole thing along it's just kind of a series of scenes things are happening and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, no one is trying to really stop the things. People have gr- grievances. The Dracula father, I don't fucking care to remember these names, but, like, the, the Dracula father or whatever doesn't really like that her, his daughter is marrying or is, is into Herman Munster. But, like, the only thing he really tries to do to stop the scenario is just maybe make another husband that she'll like. But that fails immediately. That's one. That's one scene. And yeah, that's, uh, it's it's one scene, and and nothing nothing comes of it. Nope. Well, you have the questionably racist uh, werewolf brother character. Who uh, you mean, brother <laughs> character? Because like that's like I wasn't gonna say it. But... <laughs> well. Like I mean, I mean, I did say questionably. Racist, I mean, I'm quoting so. the movie. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm quoting the film when I say that. Like it's, it's the the whole movie does that thing with this character. Um, yeah, I guess there's we a brother who's a werewolf. It, you know, I, I like, like not not brother. Like, like I mean, like and brother. asked you if if that character was racist because it's the only black character in the movie. And for some reason, it's the only well, animalistic character that has no impulse control. Yeah, like, and again, whether or not that's a thing, like, I don't think there's any intent behind that. But, like, the... It, it's racist, though, right? Like, it... I, it's I, not my place to say. 
but it feels weird. It, it, it does, feels it, it feels weird. It, it feels weird, but it's it's not my place to say. It's a very uncomfortable representation, and it it feels like it wasn't fully thought through completely. I mean, yeah, none of this movie really feels like it was fully thought through. It was just Rob Zombie making uh, a fucking uh, Halloween ass spooky haunted house movie. Yeah. That whole character, you know, that was a quote-unquote conflict in the movie, but it was so tertiary. It yeah, like he owes a C plot. He owes money to an old gypsy woman who hates uh, Grandpa Monster, and so she blackmails the werewolf into conning them out of their castle. That's the the central quote-unquote conflict of the movie but it's not even like a b plot it's like a c plot and then when they successfully do con them out of the castle they're just immediately like uh okay and this is like this is like an hour and 30 minutes into the movie they're like okay now let's move to hollywood yeah so that's how the monsters got to hollywood because they got scammed out of their Transylvania Castle, but yep. the logistics of the scamming are not. I don't. I don't understand it. the The Wolfman brought a contract to Herman Munster, who doesn't own the castle, but he signed it. And I that, guess he's the man of the house. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking. Well, and, and this is fucking brother, Rob Zombie's fever dream. The brother man. takes the money and goes to Vegas and wins big and. Suddenly he's uh... and shows up back in the last in the last two minutes of the movie as a Deus Ex Machina to give them money so they're rich now and don't have to get jobs. Yeah. Like another so they so they can just do unlimited hijinks for eternity without having to worry well, about one or, one or two seasons of it before yeah it gets right canceled yeah anyway. <laughs> Like, who asked for a fucking origin story of the monsters? Look, here's Rob Zombie I think. Did. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what I think, too, is, like, you you could have done a an okay job with a monster. Yeah, it's like, okay, gun to my head, I have to do a monster's origin story. Like, you can you could put some... You can make it at least worth not turning off. I mean, what you, know? you, what you do... <laughs> you can at least do that. What you do is you do it in the style of the 60s show. You do it in black and white. You make it feel like a 60s sitcom. You do it, real, you do it really hammy and over the top, but you, like, the pastiche of the 60s is, like, the bit. Like, that should be the bit. But this movie doesn't do that except for... Literally right before the credits. See, that's a pretty good segue because I want to talk about how much the look of this movie oh, impacts it's hideous. it. Because I almost wonder if this was in black and white throughout, if some of it would have landed a bit better. It would have looked better, because, that's for sure. You know, like a lot of the vibe of it does kind of emulate corny 60s sitcom. Well, and also, yeah, but it's done in like a modern style. It yeah. doesn't fit yeah. at Something all. That is weird too. Is like that a lot of '60s movies would, or sorry, like a lot of um, black and white films would would often 
use like really vibrant colors to come through more clearly in black and white like dresses and stuff they would make in like particularly like colorful like really vibrant colors so that they would pick up better even in grayscale and yeah um, well, like the, that 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 was a thing but fucking grandpa is just straight up blue in this bright blue yeah which in black and white would would have looked pale and corpse like sure but here he looks but like in a this smurf. in full in full color he looks like a smurf yeah for no for no reason and it's 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 odd because like on top of that it's like okay well first off sorry i'm a little scattered but you can fucking blame me with this movie but uh it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop it just being of just using a lot of gels and such it they also oh they don't use they don't use a lot of gels they used every gel every gel in the every budget every gel gel. every colored gel in hollywood they got for this movie but then there are also times where they're just outside they're doing other things and they just ramp up the saturation digitally and it's awful and it's super artificial and it looks hideous and like if they just used the analog gels and then left it at that that's one thing it's still poorly lit but at least like there's a some kind of stylistic on but they they don't even do that they also then take those gels and then they ramp it up artificially also and it's just ass it's it's the gels it's nasty the gels are entirely unmotivated too like there's no reason for the lighting in these places to be so colorful a few yeah sure when they're in the when they're in like the spooky uh club perfect place for colored gels when they're in the fucking castle and uh one room is just green for some reason Mm -hmm. why like it's it's ridiculous it really does it makes movies like scooby-doo on zombie island feel like masterpieces you know because at least like they're like technically proficient and still like really pretty to look at even for children right like apples and oranges but yeah yeah i i think i think that like scooby-doo on zombie island is a way better like film for children sure than, yeah than this movie because I, I agree like i, I well because kids know who kids know who scooby-doo is <laughs> because even though scooby-doo was also created in the 60s scooby-doo has been an enduring force since the 60s scooby-doo has never gone away no. children still remember scooby-doo but, but I, it, children don't remember the monster recognition aside I, I think like kids will like you know like they'll sit down and like you can present them with anything you know whether or not they stick around for it or whatnot but um like you know i i didn't know who the adams family was but like i got an adams family coloring book and i thought it was neat because it had they were kind of like dracula yeah sure you know like that's that's whatever but with this it doesn't stick around like at least with like again like like a like the children's like scooby-doo movie or whatever, just as a comparison to something else we talked about on the podcast. Like, at least, like, there is there is any kind of, like, technical artistry there, you know? Like, at least, like, it was, it was fucking hand-drawn, it's hand-animated, and, like, again, like, there's color correction, there's, like, a palette to that movie. Like, there is, like, there's thought put into things, mm. right? Like, yeah. that's, that's all I'm getting. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, like, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is a goddamn masterpiece or anything, please, no. But, like, I am trying to say that, like, at least there's a palette you know, like, at least there's, like, a consideration for, like, character movement and pacing, and there's a plot. Like, there's, and there's tension, and there's, there's, like, moments that, like, it, when I was a child watching it, like, scared me a little bit, even. But there's also the laughs, and, like, there's, there are things in it. 
right? Yeah. But like, I mean, really the lowest bar. The here. lowest bar. Styl- yeah, that's my point. Stylistically, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island is a documentary compared to this. Like, this yes. movie is Absolutely. so ADHD and all over the place visually that it made made my eyes hurt at times. Yeah. Like, like not only do we get these oversaturated like gel you know wankery scenes where they're just using every possible gel we also get a camera where it feels like the camera operator is like blackout drunk because he's just wobbling the camera throughout the scene yeah we get these ugly ugly sped up sequences oh yeah you know which it's just occasionally speed ramps for no reason yeah which honestly made me kind of nauseous to be honest mm-hmm. we have like there's like super imposition where it shows two characters on top of each other at times we get these really ugly like creep show backgrounds for no reason Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna i i'll i'll defend those i think those and the the goofy wipe transitions in the in different shapes are about the only things that felt stylistically relevant yeah at least they're homages to things from a similar time the issue for me is that like once again, with like the the, the the bat wipes, the the star wipes, stuff like that, like that, sure, that's whatever. But the creep show backgrounds are just wild to me because like creep show is just unbelievably better, you know. I mean, and so yes. it's like it's just once again, it's it's like it's like referencing John Wayne. It's like children aren't gonna like look at it and be like, oh, it's creep show, but like they'd still do it worse than the creep show scenes do. They're they're to less of an effect than like like usually like they're they're for like punctuation in creep show where at least like something is happening. You know, but like here, it's just. I mean, they kind of know. they kind of do that in this. It's for it is for moments of like emotional impact. Like they do it when they're in love. When yeah, when Lily sees Herman on TV for the first time, like that stuff really didn't bother me it because it anime. because it feels it feels like it fits the time period of the monsters. It's everything else that doesn't work. Like, if they had leaned more into that kind of stylization... Like, the mo- the whole movie is... And this, this probably seems, like, somewhat paradoxical or oxymoronic, but the movie itself is really devoid of style. It's, like, overly saturated in terms of colors, so I it's sort of aping style, but it's really very flat. Everything is very flat. There's no... There's those those like the creep show kind of backgrounds where it'll be like the character set against like some weird sort of German expressionist kind of like pattern in the background or like the bat wipes and stuff like that are the only time where it feels like there's a sense of style to the movie. Everything else is just color vomit. See, I love I, I love that you're defending like like you have to because of this movie. Like 
like you have to defend like the, the, bat the tiniest, style. the tiniest, yeah. simplest See, things. I would, yeah. I would almost argue that it's so overloaded with stylistic influences and like style that it's trying to ape. It's clown that it doesn't give you room to breathe. Well, yeah, it's and it's, it's pretending. That, it's pretending to be stylized, yeah. but it's not. Well, I mean, like production design wise, it has a lot of distinct style in that it feels like Rob Zombie's and then house. It, yeah, and then, it, and then it feels like a fucking $15 haunted house that you go to the weekend before Halloween when you're, like, half drunk. Like, yeah. it has that kind of style. This is yeah. a fucking this is a fucking movie. It's got like, public access Halloween special yeah. vibes. To yeah, this it. is. I, this I will is, say that like this there, is a fucking are... this is a fucking movie. And what I will say, I don't I don't love everything Rob Zombie has ever done. Like he's got some stinkers in his filmography, but he does have a sense of style. Movies like House of a Thousand Corpses or The Devil's Rejects or hell even Lords of Salem have a sense of style. Whether you necessarily like it or not, it's there. This movie is just vomit. It's just visual vomit at all times. I don't think you can call it style. I really don't. Yeah, it has things. Yeah. It doesn't have style, it has things. It has, you know, I would say it has its own sense of style that is objectively awful and yeah. you know clown vomit as well, we've been saying and, and again too but... like i just it makes me mad because again like i i tend to love a lot of the movies that really still struck me as a child right dark crystal the labyrinth uh you know fucking eat scooby Don zombie island i don't care like there's a lot of like movies and media and stuff from my childhood that still holds up for me and is still, like, fun for me to look at, like, as, like, a technical artist in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. At least I can still appreciate the work that was put in in the special effects, you know? Even, like, fucking Super Sentai shit. Like, I can still look back at the Power Rangers and be like, at least they had fun making the costumes, you know? I can appreciate that part of it. But for this, there's none of that. And, like, I, I kind of find that as, like, an in- I find that to be a bit of an insult. When you make entertainment for children... There's an opportunity to, like, give something, you know? Like, for the kids in, in some capacity. But here, it, it just it feels like such a sellout thing where it's, it's not for children. It's for Robert Zombie as a child, right? It's not, it's not for... Because this movie isn't for kids. No. Right? Because of the John Wayne references, because of the rest of it. Like, they didn't sit down and say, we want to make this movie for the, the children... They said, we want to make this for when we were children, and we don't care about how children feel. We don't care about the kids watching this movie. And it's fucked up, and it's weird. Like, That's it why I say out, it's the man. most masturbatory film ever yes, made, because it absolutely. is made it is made for mm-hmm. Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie alone. He's the target audience. I feel like it, so self-centered. it was, it kind of does condescend down to kids. But I, I feel like Rob Zombie is just a bad writer, so he thinks, oh, we're going to put some adult jokes in there that only ad- the adults will get. Those but, motherfuckers go over like is, a lead fucking balloon. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, again, he's a bad writer, so like n- neither of the audiences are served well. Yeah. And ultimately, it just feels like a Rob Zombie film. 
for Rob Zombie. Uh, an example of one of the one of the quote unquote adult jokes that does not land at all is when they're getting ready to move to America and uh, uh, Grandpa is debating whether to bring his manservant Igor with him and is like, oh no, you know, you can stay here or whatever. And Igor's like, oh yeah, I've heard that Lord Grimsby or whatever is uh is is on the hunt for a new pool boy. Uh and then grandpa's like, trust me, I've been to Grimsby's mansion. He doesn't have a pool. Now drink this potion, bottoms up, and then Igor says Bottoms up, that's what Lord Grimsby said. Slide whistle right there. So the so the joke so the joke is that he got he got raped by some old pervert. That's that's the funny joke for adults that Rob Zombie decided to throw into his kids movie. I'm shaking my head. Is like, that is that the old manservant got raped by a by a castle pervert? Yeah. One other style thing that this movie does that was pretty baffling to me is I would say a solid fifteen to twenty percent of this movie is characters watching TV. Did you guys notice? There's a how lot much of watching TV. TV yeah. Watching there is, and like, it's you know him trying to ape actual 60s stuff in that in between just having actual clips from like the old boris karlov mummy and like creature from the black lagoon woody woodpecker in french french woody woodpecker the uh lon cheney dr jekyll and mr hyde movie like much better old movies honestly we'll just watch any of those yeah there, are, I mean, anything is be- literally anything is better than this movie. Yes, like yeah. Uh, there's the songs, quote songs in this movie again. Like the okay, I, I'm, I know I know that like Rob Robert Zombie hasn't made anything like great music music wise in years. In but what a couple the fuck decades, is this but yeah, what the, the fuck is the, this? The songs of this are terrible. There, there's literally like like a thirty second song like playing at a club or whatever that is like just like, through like a like an auto tune thing. Like it's just someone saying, I am a Lego bat. 30, 30 seconds is like way longer than this actually is. It's basically a transition. It's about five seconds, and you get a couple of get, what you get. You get a couple of clip. You get a couple of seconds of the chorus, which, which are like you said, I am a Lego bat. I am a Lego bat, and then, then it cuts to something else immediately. Why? What was that? I what think was that? It came up multiple times, and I still don't understand. I yeah. don't understand. And we did we did check it the, during the end credits. Pretty much all of the original music in this was uh, was a collaboration between Rob Zombie and someone called Zeus with two S's. Don't know who the fuck that is. Don't really care. To but know. they did. They did just a terrible job. Yeah. yeah, just a terrible yeah. job. Yeah. Like other times, like again, the music just being like vampire, vampire. That's the music. 
I you drink blood sometimes, and we do. <laughs> I rhymes. like Robert. Robert Zombert has never been what I would call a lyrical wordsmith. Um, yeah, he's but, not. He's no lyrical miracle. Yeah, he's uh, I, he's I like Dracula, but not. I mean, I no, yeah, I love reason. I love Dracula, but it, that's one song. I'm sorry, but also yeah. I I like I like a lot of Rob Zombie's early stuff, like his first couple albums, like. All of Hellbilly Deluxe, that whole album slaps. Like I, I'll defend Rob Zombie's early music before he was even a solo act. White Zombie, great. Like I, I like I like Rob Zombie's stuff. Sure. But Jesus fucking Christ, one lyrics have never been his strong suit, and two, he has not made good music in almost two decades. Yeah. And exactly. the shit, the shit that is the music, the original music that is in this movie feels like he threw it together in 15 minutes max. Yeah. Honestly, to me, the, the music in this that was more offensive than the stuff with lyrics was the, the score like that backs most of the scenes because it's so fucking aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's just wood blocks it, and the low brass section. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of forgive bump, that bump, for bump, like bump, the bump. '60s kind of vibe, yeah. the '60s sitcom kind of vibe. Like that shit tends to be overscored. Like I can kind of. Well, the, the problem is, it's just so aggressive and so constant throughout the movie that when paired with all of the excesses, yeah, of the quote-unquote visual style and again that that it's just fucking migrating if it was if it was done if it was done in black and white and kind of shot the same way that like the 60s sitcom was like if it was really trying to like pay homage to that kind of style i think it would have hit a lot better because it would have it would have actually felt like it was trying to put itself in a specific time and place whereas in actuality it's all fucking over the place it's completely anachronistic like no there is no coherent sense of time and place in this movie well, at i mean all. shit like if they would have like leaned into the pastiche of it like they wouldn't have had a moving camera throughout Right. You know, and, like, that alone would have made it so much more bearable, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lock that fucking camera down, man. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was the acting in this. Terrible. Yeah. Who who do you guys think was the worst? Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie, for sure. Hands down. Yeah. No contest. I agree. I think Daniel Robo, the, the guy who plays the dad... Mm-hmm. Was decent. Yeah, for what he yeah, was doing, he, he, feel, he feels he feels like a 1950s sitcom character yeah. at least, or 60s or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it feels very accurate to the original. Yeah. father character. Yeah, that's fine. He, he, he was doing his best with the material. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Jeff Daniels Phillips. Jeff did Daniel it. Phillips, yeah, yeah, did a great job. Is that Herman? Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, he was not nearly as bad as did y'all, did y'all get the the vibe that like the punchline is his character is gay? No, it or feels flamboyant. like his character is always drunk. He's like constantly slurring his speech. So let, yeah. yeah, let's dig, let's dig into that, right? I don't know if that like, like I haven't seen any of the original monsters. I don't know if that's a thing. I got the feeling from Sherry Moon Zombie's performance that she was trying to like 
ape the original Lily Munster actress. Haven't seen enough of that show yeah, to really not know. Not doing it well. But I mean, she's... Both, I, both of the original characters are, like, archetypes that don't really exist anymore. Sure. Like, uh, the original Herman Munster is, like, this waspy, patriarchal, authoritative father figure. The man of the house! Yeah, that you see in all these 60s sitcoms. Right. Um, and that doesn't really exist anymore. I don't think that you know, portrayal of fatherhood, you know, manhood exists like that. So, like, I think he was trying to put his own spin on it and doing the best translation that he could, but it kind of falls flat, and it just feels like he's a drunk. He does. He does feel like he's a drunk. His voice is, like, cracking a ton. It's awful. And, uh, yeah, and there are times where he's, like, actually, like, slurring his words. And it feels like they just didn't get the line right. It doesn't feel like he's drunk. Um, I'm trying to think of that example, like, when they're in Paris, he says something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but, like, he, he, he actually, he, he got on the line wrong. Yeah, there like, are a few times, there are a few like, times in this like, movie. Like, several actors do that. There's a few times this movie was like, that was really the best take y'all got of that. Like, you didn't want to run that one again. Yeah, like, the and actor, get, like, like, didn't say the word properly. And get, like, a cleaner delivery. Oh, well, they, or even just do it in post. They, I don't they know. do They do a joke, too, where they're, on the pl- <laughs> where they're on the plane flying to California, where he gets drunk off of Shirley Temple's, ha ha ha, isn't that so funny? Uh, that he gets drunk off of a non-alcoholic drink, but he is like throughout the rest of the movie, like his default is like slurring his words. So I couldn't even tell at first that like he was per- that the the joke was that he was supposed to be drunk because he just sounded like he always does. Let's get into another plot thing. While he's on the plane being served Shirley Temples by a normal human, the things things happen on the plane. They land. This is, of course, after they've been scammed. They're trying to find a new place in Hollywood. Right. They think, oh, let's go to Hollywood or whatever. They get there, and they're greeted by the actress who played Elvira, dressed as a corny witch. Um, and she faints for some reason. Because she's going to a Halloween party after this. and. Yeah. That's part of the gag is that they're so the monsters are so scary that everyone's afraid of them. Like the the stewardess like jumps off the plane, jumps out of the plane I mean, because she's so scared of the monsters. The whole scene in Paris where they're yeah, where they like walk into like a cafe or something, and like everybody screams and runs away. They make the mimes scream and yeah. fear and faint. I I don't understand. I don't get. I don't get that. But, um... I mean, Cherry Moon Zombie just looks like a person. She does, yeah. She does just look like a regular person. Just like a goth. Yeah. (laughs) Just like a goth, just like like an old goth chick. Yeah, a a goth in her 50s. Yeah. You know? Um, falling in love. She looks, she looks like what she is. The whole movie, like, kind of centers itself around Cherry Moon Zombie as, like, this young... <laughs> lady going out on her own to to find her love but she's like and again shout, shout out to the grannies out there you know shout out to the i mean the, hey the look gills, that's but like i will i will say one of the more wholesome things about rob zombie is that man loves his wife yeah he loves his wife more than anything in the entire world and i think that's that's kind of nice 
She's not a very good actress all the time. She's particularly bad in this movie. Probably should have cast somebody different. But you know what? Rob Zombie loves his wife. She's going to be the lead in every movie he ever makes. They're they're both going to be 80 years old and she's going to be playing the 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 hot the hot young goth in in every in everything he makes. It's like it's an origin story. She could have been any age. Well, I mean, she says when she's talking to to Elvira that you know they ask Elvira asks if they're thinking about kids. And she's like, oh well, you know, I'm kind of young for kids. I'm only a hundred and fifty. But 150 is the new 100. Slide whistle sound. Aren't these haha funny jokes? What the fuck was that weird fucking uh, animated sequence where they were driving <laughs> from the realtor's <laughs> office? Ran out of budget, okay? So, here's the thing. Oh right? my god, it looked like fucking clip art. Yeah, yeah, it looked extremely bad. It was it the only like part of the movie that was in black and white. It was the only made. part of the movie that was in black and white for some reason. And it was them in the car set against a green screen and some just completely baffling clip art of them, of driving, the, around. Of them driving around which, LA. Which is the exact moment where you go into your garage as Mr. Robert Zombie. And you get out. And you your get Dracula, out your Dracula. Dracula, which exists. I just said Dracula. <laughs> you get out your Dracula. You get out your Dracula that you have. You have a a Dracula that can both dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of it. It and you you get it out and and you and you use it in your monsters movie, which is what it's from. There is not it's one not in single, the there is not one single Dragula reference in this entire movie. The, I, I did, I did think it would be too much to expect them to put the actual song in the movie. Sure. Like I wasn't, hey, I wasn't, yeah, I, a children's film, I wasn't expecting yeah, that. Like that. That's fine. But Jesus fucking Christ. Her muster drives a Dragula. Where's the fucking Dragula? You where where is the Dracula? That is literally Rob Zombie's entire thing. Yep. That is his whole fucking thing. And he and he got the rights to do a monster's origin story. Didn't put a Dracula in. And this motherfucker did not even reference Dracula. He couldn't get his Dracula over to Hungary. Where they shot. Where they shot. That's right. They couldn't. It would have been too much to take the Dragula all the way to Hungary. Yeah. I cannot. That is the most. That is one of the most baffling things in a movie that is uh, exclusively baffling things is that there's no Dragula. Honestly, it's shocking that it isn't in that sequence because it's fucking cartoon animated. Yeah. Like. They shot it in front of a fucking green screen, so like... Just like the music video for Dracula. Yeah, he could have shot that after everything else was wrapped and he went back home to his fucking monsters castle. Put, yeah, put put the fucking Dracula on a green screen and get and get your wife and a couple of these other people into the into the, the fucking car. Crazy. Insane. Crazy. Yep. How is there no Dracula in this movie? Boggling. Baffled. Uh, discombobulated, <sighs> fucking confused, man. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And not the fun kind. Not the surreal, 
kind of confused. Just angry and upset at this filth. It, it, I hate it. I hate this movie. Yeah. But, I, but I, I do. I, I tell it us really how makes you me feel, mad. Really feel. Yeah, me. yeah. I, I really feel. <laughs> also, um, uh, you can probably tell, but uh, much, much like Herman Munster drinking Shirley Temple's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty loaded at this point. I, I thought about it. and I was like, okay, do I need to be like uh, eloquent during the, you know, during the podcast? And, and frankly, I don't. I, I think that I can talk about this movie in practically any state of mind except asleep, and. The the real killer is like watching this movie. Like well, also the first time I watched this film, I was also fucking cheached and chonged. I was I was very very blasted. But um, and that, that's what made it a little bit easier to watch it the second time. Is at least okay. Well, you know, I don't remember that much of it. I just remember being mad <laughs> and like uh, watching watching it again. Um, I really found myself in a state where I like after you know just heavily drinking and and uh other 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 relative chemicals i i just felt like i was both too drunk and just not drunk enough you know like i just i can't there's I no need to su- there's no such thing as drunk this. enough for this movie yeah right like there i need really to forget is not. but but you know i need i need to talk about it in some capacity so i'm not so loaded loaded down but i'm pretty goddamn loaded it's... down because i i needed to like buffer that psychic damage a little bit for just how long this movie is both in literal time and also just in conceptual time like it just won't <laughs> fucking stop like let's talk about how is this movie almost we two were, hours long we were what felt like an hour and a half into this movie and you said i gotta check the time and i said don't because i knew i i'd, I'd seen it before i knew i knew how much was left of the plot and you checked the time and how long had you thought it passed I thought that we were easily an hour 15 into 75 minutes into yeah. the movie. Yeah, how long were we? Uh, about 45. 40, yeah, 40 About 40, minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah. Of, not even halfway through the movie. Yeah. Like, and, like you had thought that like 20 more minutes had gone by than it actually con- gone by. Um, yeah, it was uh, like 30 40. more minutes. Yeah. yeah. I And that was, that was really when I succumbed to despair. <laughs> because like I was I was having a bad I was having a bad time from the get go but like when I had to check the time like I was already so fed up and I was like I was like surely surely we've only got like 20 maybe 30 minutes left in this movie and it was we had over an hour left and I thought I was going to fucking die and I know, thought I was going to fucking die going into this movie I thought, like, in going into watching it with you guys after taking it in myself, I was thinking, well, you know what? It's going to be kind of like Silent Hill Revelations, where I pick a movie I know is bad, but I kind of want to better understand it and talk about it. And we can laugh about how, how bad of a time we had. At least there's, there's content there, right? There's no better understanding here. No, there is no, there is no solution. There's no, like, sense of catharsis over this. Like, we, um, and, and I realized that pretty quickly going into it. That like, were we were all feeling pain. There's, we were all having a terrible yeah, time watching this movie. Like, there is there is nothing of value here. No, yeah, it's it, the it way sucks. I the way I, I felt. I don't. I'm not glad that you guys also had a good time. I a bad time. I get no like Schadenfreude out of this. Like your suffering does not bring me joy. Like I'm just also sad that you guys had to experience the monsters. The the way I. <laughs> The way I felt watching the way I felt watching this movie 
is have you guys ever seen any of those um the the signs that they put up around uh like places where they've dumped like nuclear waste and stuff like that oh, like that are trees. supposed to that are supposed to communicate for like people thousands of years in the future that are like devoid of context yeah, the weird spike tree thing they, yes. well they yeah. don't say like nuclear waste here like they have to communicate it in a way that like way distant future people we'll might still understand, understand it means death so yeah it so it's all stuff that says like what is here is repulsive to us and stuff Stuff, shit like that like what is here has no and it's like images of skeletons is like stuff. has no value it's like that's how that's how i felt watching this movie is just like th- like i was fucking 30,000 years in the future like moldering in a fucking <laughs> nuclear slag pit <laughs> just like <laughs> What is here has no value. What is here is repulsive to us. Like, it's just, it's just so awful. And it's for kids. Apparently, but what kids? But what children? But what kids? What did y'all think of uh, the Zombo sequence? I don't care. Featuring Rob Zombie himself. It was the Zombo sequence that had Rob Zombie in it. That's what no, I think. No, it, it wasn't actually Rob Zombie. I was I was joking when I said that. It was Philip, uh, or it was uh, the same guy who plays Herman Munster. Oh, it was Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniel Phillips. I keep wanting to call him Jeff Daniels, but it's not Jeff Daniels. No, it's, I, I'm pretty sure he also played the Geico Caveman. He did play the Geico Caveman, and he's been in some TV shows. He's, he's a, a TV actor. Um, I... Zombo, I thought, was a kind of funny bit, but it was way too late into the movie for me to get anything well, out of it. Well, and the thing is, they, ke- they keep intercutting to it, so you don't get a clear idea of what's going on in it. See, I thought that, that's what I thought was kind of funny about it, is because they're like, because they keep talking about, like, Herman Munster's like, well, I mean, look at this guy, they love him in California, so they'll love me, and then Grandpa's like, but that man has actual talent, and it's like, it just keeps cutting back to this dude, like, in a cloak, like, with big fake teeth, like basically doing the monster mash and it's like zombo it's like i can't tell what the fuck is going on here and that's kind of funny yeah, yeah. like in in kind of like a an absurdist like surreal kind of sense there is but it's but it's like it's so late into the movie yeah, that honestly, like my soul like, is my soul I feel is like dead all of the tv yeah. seg- segments were the closest things to hitting for me agreed um like, because they felt stylistically 60s yeah, like I thought the uh, the the fake stand-up routine, while the stand-up was terrible, like, it was shot interesting. But also, like... also, they felt like real jokes. Yeah. Like, the, they're supposed to be, like, bad jokes, like, that's the mm-hmm. point, but they felt more like jokes than any of the, the jokes in it's, the movie. It's weird that... They gave the the stand up terrible fake teeth, as well as the anchor. Yeah, well, yeah, because that was because I saw in the credits that was also Jeff Daniel Phillips. So they had to disguise that it's just the same person. So they had to give yeah. him big dumb teeth. But man, those teeth looked awful. Yeah, <sighs> everything did. They looked like the uh, 
the cometown Chinese stereotype. Oh joke. no! Yikes! <laughs> like there's just yeah, it it's just it's just bad times all the way down. I'm over it. Can we talk about something else? Can we like? Yeah. Do you want to rate this and and be done with it? Yeah, I want to die. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know if that's funny, but I. Yeah, well, it's definitely the worst thing I've seen this year. Um, and and truly, this is maybe a new low for us. This yeah. is this is maybe the worst thing we've ever we've ever watched for the podcast. This is I think this might be worse than fear.com.com. And that has has held the throne of worst film we've talked about on the podcast for 5 years for a long time and I think I think I think Mr. Zombert did it. I think he supplanted it and I think this is the worst thing we've ever seen. Uh f- f- the worst movie we ever talked about on the podcast. I mean it's it's how ha- it's half a star because I can't rate it lower than that. Yeah, I mean, usually I'm charitable to bad horror movies because usually bad horror movies are at least entertaining. It's a horror movie. But that's the problem. That's the problem. It is bad comedy, which I think is the worst Works. kind of bad movie because yeah. At least with bad horror, there's something to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. With bad comedy, it's just, like I said, watching a comedian bomb in front of you. For two hours. For two hours. They won't yeah, stop Yeah, which bombing. feels like six. It's fucking terrible. I think this movie almost gave me a migraine. Um, no redeeming qualities. Don't see this. Half star. Easy. Okay, well, that's easy. I, I, I'll i just at, just chime in that because this is such a low, because this is such a mutual pain, I don't see the need to do this anymore. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm over it. I'm over... I don't like making y'all feel bad. I don't like feeling bad. I like bad it's good sure but like for the podcast like i just want to watch robocop man i want to watch something that at least is corny but well unlike unlike silent hill revelations you didn't subject us to this this was this was mutual but i but i so you don't don't have to shoulder the blame i watched it twice yeah, well, I mean that, that's that's just puni- that. that's just punishing yourself, man. That's yeah. not doing anything to us. We were gonna watch it regardless. I'm just saying, I'm I'm scared and I'm hurt and I'm tired and I don't I don't I can't I can't do it. Again. I'm in a very vulnerable place. I'm right in a very now. vulnerable place right now. <laughs> I just can't. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling very I'm feeling very fragile. Yeah. Mister Mister Zombert took advantage of me. Yep. <laughs> Like, and I, my and my and my trusting nature. It's just it's not <laughs> observational comedy. Is at least you're making comedy out of things you observe. It's not just just observing things and then walking away from the mic. Like you have to you have to make comedy out of it, and it doesn't. And any anything that is comedy in this movie is a reference. It's stupid. It's stupid, Mike. I'm mad about a reference to things. A reference to things that only sixty-year-olds would even remember. Get it away from me! I I'm so mad. Well, I'm so mad. That's a unanimous zero point five out of five for the monsters. I think we can 
safely say that this is not recommended, truly spare yourself the psychic damage. We came out of this and we all were just like, I feel like physically drained yeah. after watching this so movie. So tired. Like yeah. I have, I can't, asleep. I can't remember the last time that I have felt so exhausted when when the credits of a movie and, and were like, rolling. I, I get, I get how that can sound bougie. You know, like, oh, this movie made me tired. But go, if you feel that way, go watch I it will yourself. happily sit through a good three-hour movie. Anything that Martin Scorsese has ever made, I can sit and be engaged with for three-plus hours and come out of it feeling energized and excited and happy because that's filmmaking, baby. But this fucking thing was exhausting. Yeah. Fuck it. Don't don't fucking bother with it. Don't torture yourself with this movie. Truly not worth it. Seriously, don't fucking waste your time. Well, we did predict this. Movie. We did predict it. And whoever um, and whoever lowballed is going to walk away the yep, victor here. Easy. So, for Rotten Tomatoes, I predicted 46. TC predicted 48. Ooh, generous. And Cleve, you predicted 50. Why? Um, That's generous. Well, this might surprise you. Right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 49. Oh, shit! <laughs> what? I, wait, I, I got that one? Well, no, you, you and I, you and I both got it. 48 and 50, yeah. How about yeah. it? Okay, wow. well... Way higher. That's than way higher than I expected. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, for collective rating, well tied, I guess. For collective rating, I predicted three and a half. TCU predicted two point eight, and Cleef you predicted three. Wow! Incredibly generous across Ooh, the board. But I took it for low <laughs> for lowballing. Still, we all lowballed. Two point eight. Well, let's let's be fair. When when we made these predictions, we still had no idea of the tone of this movie. Yeah, all we hadn't we, seen the trailer at that time. All we knew there That's was true. no trailer. All yeah. we knew was that this was Rob Zombie doing the monsters. We still didn't, we didn't know, know if it was gonna be a kids movie. We, we didn't know, know if it was gonna be like, gonna, oh, the monsters, but like edgy, but gory. Yeah, and, who knows? And graphic. We like so we had better. no I mean, fucking idea. Yeah, on paper. Like, it's a stylistic match. Mm-hmm. And, like, even in practice, it's a stylistic match. Yeah. It's just the problem is well, it gives, you know, it takes Rob Zombie's worst stylistic impulses. Well, and again, too, and then there's no payoff, right? Like, we were saying, like, this feels like a sexless porn parody. Like, if it had ended in gore, at least, like, there's, like, a payoff. Yeah. You know? Like, there's something. Like, you know, there's, like, whether it's, like, porn or gore porn or whatever, like, at least there's a thing that's, you know, like, there's a, there's a, there's a reward of some kind, you know, like, at the end of this, but there's nothing. It's just, it's, it's just empty. It sucks. It's empty. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck this movie. Fuck. Devoid of Ooh. value. Yeah. Uh, what's next week, Ben? Yeah. Please. Uh, it is Cleveland's pick. Uh, let me get the, the list out here for you. Cleveland? I don't the list. Oh! Uh yeah, um, Yawns has been bothering about me endlessly. We're gonna watch Grave Encounters too. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I want to. I want to get Yawns back on. I want to. I want to talk about about Grave Encounters too. Uh. The year's almost over. I think this is my last pick of the year. So uh, this is my 
I, I mean, I can always pick it in 2023, but you're the squeak wool and all that. Let's uh, let's right. do it. I haven't then, seen Grave Encounters two in a long time. Yeah, and then you can see me in 2023 for for RoboCop. That's gonna be my next pick. I already know. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch RoboCop. Spoiler. Yeah, there you go. Spoilers for 2023. All right. Well, Hooray. next week will be uh, Grave Encounters two. Then so. Uh, Come back and join us for that. Uh, well, we sat through this, so we might as well get paid, right? <laughs> yep. Oh God. <coughs> we did. We did our do. We did our duty. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. So the sponsor shelf. What does it say? Let's find out in a weird way. We got a sweet. <laughs> this is a, this week was brought to you by a sweet kitty cat with a soft tummy. Oh. <laughs> That's very wholesome. Uh, and frankly, I could really use something wholesome right about now. I could use any feeling other than what I'm feeling right now. So you know what? A other soft, than despair. Uh, a wonderful, sweet kitty cat with just a nice, soft tummy that you for pets uh, is just everything in the world I could really, I could really enjoy right now. Where's, where's, where's your cat? Minnie? Where's She's Minnie? around here somewhere. Yeah. Where's that? Where's you that? Bring wonderful... that soft. Bring that soft tumpus in here. Bring that tumpus in here, Minnie. Where you at? Alright. Anyway, that's uh that's that's this week. Thank God. I'm glad we can we have there's some shining light at the end of this yeah. filth tunnel of sorrow and emptiness and God I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> me tumpus. too. Well there, yeah, there is good in the world, boys. There are kitty cats with soft yeah. tummies. Yeah, that's we've been worth, through it. And that's worth remembering, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh <laughs> thanks for listening. If you like the show Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to honorary pod boys Sam Simon and Zach Confer. You can be like them and join the honorary pod boy tier at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. It will also give you access to our Discord server. So, uh, yeah. You, come and chat with us. Come come yeah. hang out. Uh, you can, if it still exists by the time this comes out, you can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod uh, and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find the list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake and also twitch.tv slash some spooky snake. If you're listening to this when it comes out, Spooky Saturday is this weekend, uh, November the 19th is, uh, is when Spooky Saturday is happening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be there. Uh, I, the last, last time I finished Outlast and did the Whistleblower DLC, so for this one, I'm jumping into Outlast 2, baby. We're we're um, jumping right well, in. Good. I'm that a glutton is, for punishment. There's a lot of opinions about Outlast 2. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm curious. Well, come develop some opinions of your own. Yeah. Spooky Saturday, this weekend. Oh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash some spooky snake. What you got, Ben? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets, but like, I, like we said, considering Twitter might not be a thing in the future, maybe I'll be... I think... If Twitter goes down in the future, I'm going to become a, a full letterbox boy again. Uh, oh. So you can follow me on Letterboxd okay. at Corrine 1966. I was going to say we should uh, we should all migrate to Truth Social. Oh, no. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Now, they're, now we're talking here. What's a Mastodon? What, what is it? 
I, I don't know where to Mastodon add is for anywhere. fucking dweebs. Okay? Yeah, it sounds I'm like never it. joining Mastodon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what any of these things are, uh, but you can find me, uh, whether I can find you, you can find me on dreadxp.com uh, amongst all of our cool games. And by find me, I mean you can find my work. Uh, I don't want to be found beyond that uh we you can uh and you can see all the cool stuff i'm working on primarily these days i am art directing the new creep show game so get excited about that it's gonna be like two years down the road when that one's coming out because we just started pre-production so that's super early but get hype it's gonna be rad um go watch creep show or the creep show tv series in the meantime because that shit fucking slaps it's on amc uh and uh of course shutter go check it out it's fucking awesome uh that's it from me. Well, if you've sat through the monsters with us, we thank you. And having done our duty, we are finally allowed to die and return to Thanks. the to the dirt until next God. week. About time. So uh, play us off, Mister Zombie. Yeah.